What is up, you guys? Welcome to Movie Club. I like to say it is just like a book club, but way more fun. I'm your host, Molly Lee, and I am so excited that you're here because I love nothing more than sharing my hot takes and having firm opinions about things that truly do not matter in this world. But I love movies, and I can't wait to discuss all of our brilliant conclusions and absolute garbage opinions about them. So as always, there will be spoilers ahead. What's up, guys? Um, Happy Movie Club Monday on a Wednesday. I'm so sorry for who I am as a person. I do have a real reason, though, a real valid excuse for why it's on a Wednesday this week. And that's because my brother stole my microphone and didn't know it and didn't tell me. You're like, that doesn't make sense. Well, he came to Albany this weekend to my parents' house to stay because it was his 10-year high school reunion. And he stayed in my room and got a little tipsy-turvy, you know what I mean, and was packing home at like 3 a.m. for some reason, and just put my podcast microphone in his boot. And for this reason, I have like three other podcast mics, and I actually have a really nice mic that I'm not using right now because it's all in storage, because I moved home in May and still didn't expect to be at my parents' house in October, you know what I mean? Life happens sometimes. (laughs) So thankfully, this was a mic I don't really care about, but it's my only mic. So I had to text him and track it down. And sure enough, he had it. I didn't think he was going to have it. I thought it was going to be my fault that I misplaced it. But no, it wasn't my fault this time. He stole it. Then I got home that day on Monday from work after I got the mic. And um, we were locked out of my house, my parents' house, because my dad had accidentally left the spare key inside and locked the door. So... um that was really fun. And then by the time we got into the house, like two hours later, it was one of those days where I just, I laid on my bed to have an emotional minute and just like a break from the world and from my parents for a second. And I woke up the next morning at 7am. So that's how that happened. And then it's, it's life. (laughs) That's how it goes. So I'm so excited because we're talking about Halloween Town today. We're starting our spooky season movie clubs. Actually, all of our movies, I think, Maybe there's one that's not, but most of ours are Disney Channel movies. Now, they're not necessarily Disney Channel original movies, uh, but they're Disney movies, which is exciting because they're basically all on Disney Plus. And from from what I've heard from the people that are a part of Movie Club, most of you have Disney Plus, so that's great. But Halloween Town. Now, I tried to get my sister to be on this episode with me. Logistically, we couldn't make it work, but I did the next best thing, and I had her send me an audio recording of her thoughts on Halloween Town. And I'll put that in after my thoughts so that we can hear from Lexi, who actually loves Halloween Town. She actually cares about this movie. Um, I think you're already getting an idea, as I'm saying this, of how I feel about Halloween Town. Here's the thing. (laughs) There's a big divide between Halloween Town and Hocus Pocus. And what I do love about Halloween Town is, even though it's not that old of a movie and of a series it still is considered such a classic I mean Hocus Pocus as well Hocus Pocus was the 90s Halloween Town was either 99 or like 2000 I can't remember when it was released but it they're already considered classics and movies that like I do want to show future generations for years to come around Halloween but I do think there's still such a divide between Team Halloween Town and Team Hocus Pocus Now, we can't ask Lexi to pick because that would be cruel, but I will pick, and I'm a Hocus Pocus girl. We are watching Hocus Pocus, just not not next week. Later on in the month, I want to save it till closer to Halloween so maybe more people watch. I get that the first week of October is too soon for some people. I don't get that. I want to celebrate as long as I can any holiday. So, 
I'm a Hocus Pocus girl, which already, it, it knocks off some points for Halloween Town. I haven't fully watched Halloween Town in years, and I actually sat down to watch it, And it was charming, and there were so many things about it that I had forgotten, but over the years, and over, like, Halloween time, the last few years, I had only watched bits and pieces of it, and I do want to evaluate Halloween Town as a a standalone film, but also talk about, kind of, the franchise and the other movies that followed as well. Um, So here's the thing. Kimberly J. Brown is such a good actress especially when she was young. I understand why Disney gave her so many movies. We we can talk about Quince at a later date, but Disney gave her so many movies at that time. And when I was watching this movie, literally the first thing that stood out to me was that she is so good as Marnie in this movie. Like her acting, even when she was young, was just so spot on. It was, it was so good. It was so enjoyable. I was just so impressed to like actually realize that and appreciate that because obviously when I was young, that's not something I cared about or I looked for. But now watching it back, I'm like, wow, she deserved to have way more credit for the performance that she gave in this movie. Um, and you know, whenever you watch a movie from late 90s, early 2000s, you know that they're really going to be trying to do some amazing special effects and CGI in the movie. But goodness gracious, it was comically rough. It was comically rough to watch all that they did, the bus scenes, everything. Like, it was so rough. But they they tried their best. They worked with what they had at the time. Um, But it was it was comical. And I think that's part of the nostalgic piece now is watching it and just kind of laughing that we used to think that that was so good. Like, my mom and I do that all the time with movies that she used to watch as a kid. When we go back and watch them, we just manically cackle the whole time at how bad all the special effects were. But in this film, you can tell that they thought they were, like, on the cutting edge. And it's just like, wow. It it was rough. Um, I did forget the premise of the first Halloween Town, like I said, because I haven't watched it in so long. But it was a bit underwhelming, to be honest. And to to hear that the whole movie was about this hooded figure demon person that was freezing people and making them disappear um and making ugly people handsome it's like there are worse crimes that have been committed you know i get that it's a family film family fun for all but we could have made it a little spookier or just had like not even spookier but have just like a bigger twist than a hooded figure making townspeople freeze and making seemingly ugly people beautiful on the outside. I just like that. That's not, that's not enticing me to come back for more. Does that make sense? And then we add another layer about how, spoiler alert, (laughs) not spoiler alert, it's old. This is on you if you haven't seen it. But the whole movie is about Calabar wanting to get revenge not to be confused with Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge, but even in the first movie, his whole, like, motive was because Gwen didn't marry him, and she married a human. And that's just, like, bananas to me, that someone could love someone that much, that they, like, do all of this over the fact that she married a human and not him. It just seems like a stretch. It seems like a stretch that I couldn't fully get on board with. Um, it just an old high school flame that led to all of this vengeance. It big high school hero energy out of Calabar. We don't like Calabar. Um, 
I would say, I mean, all that being said, it still is terribly nostalgic and a classic. I would still consider Halloween Town a classic, even though I'm not that fond of the movie myself, but it's also so strange. And I think some of the characters and costumes were like amazingly bonkers, and I didn't fully realize that. But then next to these creatures and just hilariously wild looking things, there would be just like, you know, the Cromwell family that are humans or even half human, the kids, but still they present as humans, you know? It's like, it was just kind of funny to see the dynamic of all the characters in the costumes versus um, just a small handful of people that were just human. It was very, very funny. Um, but yeah, I, I, so many of the costumes were like so cheeseball. It was also painfully obvious that Calabar was the shadow man the whole time. Um, but when I was a kid, that was a shocking twist. I was like, you'll never believe, you will never believe what I just found out today that Calabar, you know, was the guy the whole time. But watching it now, it's obviously, which this is a movie for children, so I get it. But still, it just is funny to reflect back on all the things you missed. It's so painfully obvious that Calabar's the bad guy this whole movie. So some things that really stuck out to me still when I watched it was Benny the Taxi Driver is such a classic, such a classic character. I remember feeling so betrayed when Benny was, you know, corrupted by the shadow man, the hooded figure guy. I forget what they call him in the movie, but I was so amazed when and shocked and hurt and disappointed whenever he kind of turned to the bad side because he's Benny. He's supposed to be fun. Um, and I just, you know, he's a classic figure. I think that's amazing. I have seen people in recent years that have done like a Halloween town themed house decor and they had Benny driving the taxi. And I did think that was very fun. Also, this is going to be an interesting month because there are so many people that I know that hate Halloween and don't celebrate Halloween. But I do love any excuse to dress up and be a buffoon. So Halloween has always been enticing in my family and something that we loved. But it'll just be interesting to see the response (laughs) from Movie Club this month. That was a personal note. Probably shouldn't have said that, but whatever. I do think one other thing that really, really stuck out to me was I love the little realist and the very pessimistic Dylan. Dylan was such a great character. Um, I mean, he he stayed that way, you know, solid throughout the franchise. Um, I do want to say, though, talking about the rest of the three movies, I, I really don't like Calabar's Revenge, as a film, as a whole. My best friend Sierra doesn't like it either. She will skip, she loves Halloween Town, and she will skip that movie. She will not watch the second one. Um, the Halloween Town High was good. That was a good film. You got the pink girl, all that stuff. I, I haven't watched that one, to be honest. I didn't watch the rest of them, because I just simply didn't have the capacity or time when I don't love Halloween Town that much. But I do like the third one. But then they just replaced... Kimberly J. Brown is Marnie for the fourth movie. At that point, just don't have a fourth movie. Just leave it at three. There's no reason to have four if you're going to replace Marnie. I understand that sometimes series have to do that when it's ongoing, different things like that. But when it's something like this, when it's going to be your final film anyways, just say, I don't like, you can't, you can't have made that much money off the fourth Halloween Town anyways, especially after you change the main actress. No one's going to watch. No one's going to care. I obviously will not watch the fourth movie. So for me, Halloween Town is kind of a one in three or nothing option. And 
I would just rather watch Hocus Pocus. So I'm going to insert Lexi's thoughts here and I'll come back at the end and give my score and my ranking. The reason why I'm doing it this way is, to be honest, I don't have many thoughts about Halloween Town because the whole time I was watching it, I was just wishing I was watching Hocus Pocus. I'm just not a Halloween Town girl. There's no reason why I'm not. I just, some people have preferences and mine is that I don't really love it. So Lexi, who loves all things spooky, she loves Halloween Town so much. She would, she's going to be really upset when she finds out my depths of just, it's not even a hatred of Halloween Town. It's just a neutral feeling that I don't care. I don't care enough to give it thought or energy because I just know it's not my favorite, you know? So anyways, here's Lexi. She didn't do an intro, so it's going to be an awkward transition. <laughs> We're, um, you know, we're not professionals around here, but you know that. So here's Lexi talking about her love for Halloween Town, and I'm going to come back and give our ranking system and a final score. This is my one of my favorite movies for sure. Top 10 Halloween movies. Um, I was trying to think back. I had seen someone comment on your post about they were introducing this to their kids for the first time, um, and so they were going to watch it. And how exciting do you know what I would do or what I would pay to rewatch this for the first time again? I mean, I would probably do a lot of things. I ain't ashamed to say it. Um, but this is absolutely one of my favorite movies. Now, this is probably my favorite series of Halloween movies. Um, but this one specifically, this movie is a top 10 of fall movies, Halloween movies. So just to start off kind of overarching view of this, um, I was trying to find some negative things to say about this movie. So I did pick up on a little bit. Um, but just to kind of kick it off is Halloween Town looks beautiful and magical and you can actually visit it. So I almost got Marf and us to go up there then COVID hit. See, again, COVID is taking everything good away from you. Um, but it just looks magical. You want to smile. It feels like it smells like fall. Do you know what I'm saying? So Halloween is my favorite holiday um, up there with 4th of July because I love fireworks. But what's not to love about Halloween? It's most likely beautiful weather. Um, you can eat candy year around, not year round for the day, all day, at, at random times. Who doesn't want that? And then you get to get creative with your costumes, and you get to have fun themed parties with your friends. Seriously, I I have won people over with Halloween being the best holiday. Um, so there's four movies in this series, and it's just an OG. Like, they're all just so good, but where it goes downhill for me and I think it's just really upsets me because it's the last one is the return to Halloween. And do you want to know why it is the worst one? Because they get a new Marnie. Like how do, how can they do Marnie like that? That is just such disrespect. She's the one that is the leading Cromwell witch. You cannot just kick her out. So that one really grinded my gears. That one I just still haven't been over. Um, but what I love about this is this is, I think, one of the first movies that we've kind of gotten to see people grow up, right? So the cast is really young, but I love that Debbie Reynolds is Aggie Cromwell. She is the grandma in this series. One, she's no longer with us. 
RIP. Um, um, she reminds me a lot of my grandma. Um, and so it just kind of makes me feel good and warm and fuzzy. And I know that's a little cliche, but I really love her in this movie. Now, I love how family oriented this series, this movie is, right? Um, it shows you, I think, a true dynamic of families. Uh, you know, the kids are sad they don't get to see their grandparent, their grandma all that much. They can only see her one year or once a year. The mom and the grandma are fighting. The siblings fight or, you know, there's always one sibling that I want to say in my family that gets us into things that we shouldn't be doing. Or there's one that's I'm going to tell mom or there's one that doesn't listen and just goes and do does their own things. The little sister Sophie um, in this movie is one that does this, but, um, I just really like it. So I, I think it has a great story in regards to, um, just kind of a feel good movie, right? Um, like I said, I think it's really great to see that family aspect of it. Now this was made in the nineties. So was the acting the best? I'm going to say yes and no. Now, I'm trying to not just say how great this movie is. I'm trying to give an honest review. But um, I think for how young the actors are, yes, they were doing really great in regards to just the amount of experience they have. Now, looking back and seeing just how far acting has come and actors themselves, you kind of look back and it's like, oh, they probably could have done a little better or they probably, this is so cheesy or, oh no, this is just eye roll cringe. But again, it's still such a feel-good moment. Now, um, were we bored in this movie? Absolutely not. There was so much going on. What I really like about this is um, they really transport you to Halloween Town, right? Uh, I think it's so fun and so unique to kind of see. Um, also, it got some really dramatic moments, right? Not everything is feel-good in this movie. Um, it, it now, is this a realistic? I'm going to say no, but what I've liked is I liked that all of the creativity behind it, right? All the different characters that made it feel realistic because they went all out, right? If you're going to do something, you go full force ahead. So, um, you know, they were the only, the Cromwells were the only humans or witches, right? In this movie, all of them were different actors or or not actors, different characters. Uh, so I really liked that. Again, kind of getting to see the really fun parts of Halloween. Now, what I think sets this apart and over the edge is the wardrobe. Come on. It is fabulous. It makes you feel like you are in Halloween year round, which is the purpose of this movie. Halloween town genius. Um, they also where this kind of gives some bonus points for me and my score, which I'll tell you in a little bit, is the emotional response. As someone who is very close with my grandparents, I just resonated a lot with going to see your grandma. Um, also, too, spoil, spoiler alert if you haven't watched this, um, the bad guy is an ex-boyfriend of the mom's, which as it should be. My mom doesn't have that many ex-boyfriends, but if I met them, I'd probably be like, oh, right? I don't know. I think it would be weird. So it is weird for them. And then they feel hurt because they've never heard anything about him. And their dad had passed away. So 
it's a lot going on. Also, too, there's one part um, in the middle where they're trying to um, figure out where all the townspeople are going, right? Um, this is where they get frozen. It's a spell. Uh, they hit the, the light hits them and then they're, they're not dead, but they're just statues, right? The mom, the grandma gets hit. Sad. The kids run up. And instead of them getting hit with the light or the spell, the mom pushes them out of the way. Oh, tearjerker. Oh my gosh. I can't. That moment gets me every time because I would do that for Molly. I would push myself in front. I've genuinely thought about it. Like if someone was, and this is, I'm sidetracking here, but we went to the movie theater or no, where were we were somewhere. And I was like, if someone comes in here and it's like a hostage situation or, you know, God forbid something else, I would jump on her to protect her. And I said, why am I thinking that way? That is psychotic, but I would have done it. And so Molly, you're welcome. Okay. You're welcome. I would have saved you from the statue spell. Now, I'm also going to jump back into the end is the brother doesn't know that he's a witch also. So at the end, when they're trying, they need all of the Cromwell witches to defeat the bad guy uh, caliber. He is a part of it. And we love, again, it's that bull's picture moment of it's a family movie and a family time. Also, they save the day and they light the pumpkin again and everyone cheers. Come on. It just doesn't get better than that. Um, so I want to give this 10 out of 10, but I know you won't let me. So I'm going to say 8.75. I was thinking 8.5 to 9 out of 10, but I'm going to do 8.75 because again, I do think it was cheesy. I do think uh, the acting, you know, they were so young, so they were really great, but there's some moments where it's like, oh, um, but it's just a feel-good movie. I literally watch this year-round, not just when it's, um, Halloween or fall. It just makes you smile. You just can't be mad when you're watching it, so all in all, I've loved this movie. Still love it. I'm probably gonna re-watch it this week sometime, because I have a very stressful week, and this is just a good de-stressor, so I love this movie. I can't wait for the next Halloween movie that we're going to review. I don't know what it is, but I'm really excited. Wow, Lexi. Thanks for all that insight and knowledge on Halloween Town. <laughs> I really am so grateful that she came on. Thank you, Lexi. And yes, Halloween Town, I think they have a real set or real something that you can visit or they've tried to recreate it in some town in the Pacific Northwest and Lexi has wanted to go for so long and her and my mom almost went and then it got canceled because of COVID and she's just been devastated ever since. So I think we're going to try to make it happen for sure at some point in her life. We're going to take her up there and she's going to have a grand time. So to move into our ranking system, um, as a, just a little reminder, if you've never listened before, we have a set of questions that we ask to determine the score. Um, so this is what we look for. Was it a good story? Yes, you cannot argue that. This is such an original story. So good. Um, I would say that the plot points can be fixed on a lot of them. But overall, with the main idea and the story, yes, it was good, especially for a children's movie. Um, good acting. Actually, yes. I thought I was going to tear apart the acting limb from limb. I think the acting was actually great. And it is so, it's so nostalgic 
to see Debbie Reynolds, you know, like, it, it just, it means something more now, especially to Lexi, like, good acting, yes, great acting all around. Were we bored? Um, okay, here's the thing, I was a little bored this time around, it could have also been that I'm just exhausted and so tired, but I was a little bored this time around, to be honest, I think it, I just pictured Halloween Town in my mind to be something so much more magical, and it didn't have the same effect for me this time around. So, for rewatchability or bingeability, I honestly don't know for me that I could watch it more than once per Halloween season. Lexi could all day long, you know what I mean? Um, and also, other people can rewatch this show like crazy, especially during Halloween time. But I will say, in the sense of rewatchability for like it being an annual thing, no doubt about it. So, for rewatchability, I'm going to have to say yes. Even though it's such a specific movie, it should be a no. You have to take this in the context of, like, a seasonal movie. And if you ask me, are you going to watch Halloween Town this year? The answer is probably always going to be yes. Even if it's just watching bits and pieces of it with Lexi, there's no doubt about it that I'll be watching it. So, yes. For plausibility. Now, this movie is maybe the least plausible that we've seen so far in the sense of being realistic, but plausible in the sense that they made this world and they sold it to us. Yeah, it's plausible. Definitely plausible. So, for bonus points for wardrobe music, emotional responses, the wardrobe by far, especially for this time period when the film was released, the wardrobe, the special effects, by far get bonus points from me. And the makeup, like everything about it, definitely gets bonus points. They really made some people look hella nasty, which like they deserve bonus points for. For the music, now this kind of whimsical music that's in the background of this movie is enticing, but I'm not really going to give it bonus points for that. And I honestly don't have any emotional responses from it. I know other people are going to because there's going to be, again, that feeling of childhood that it brings, the feeling of comfort, the holidays, whatever. But for me, I really don't have any emotional responses from this movie. So the score as a podcast I'll give first. We scored this an 8.4 out of 10, which I feel is fair. I feel like that's a fair score for this movie, maybe even on a little a little bit of the higher side. My personal score is going to be way different than this. I think this is the first time that the scores have been really far apart. My personal score for Halloween Town is going to be a 5.7. I don't know where that number came from, but it just felt right because I feel like when I give the movies a score above a five, like when I give it into the sixes or above, I really do enjoy that movie. And this movie I like, but I'm not going to say that I love it or even close to love it. So for me, 5.7 feels fair for Halloween Town. I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings. I really am, but it is what it is. Okay, now we're going to get into our movie for next week. I'm so excited about this movie. I do watch this movie regularly, and I like this movie more than Halloween Town, but it's not Hocus Pocus yet. The movie that we're watching next week is The Haunted Mansion. You know I love a cheese ball movie. I love a good story, a suspenseful story. The Haunted Mansion has it all. If you've never watched this movie, you are missing out on some hilarious comedic moments. This movie has lived rent-free in my brain since I saw it for the first time. So, The Haunted Mansion on Disney+, Plus, an Eddie Murphy classic, you guys. I can't wait to watch with you. Um, this, I will be on time this week. If I do anything else in my life, like, or I could do nothing, what is the saying? (laughs) 
I could do nothing else this week, but I am going to do that. I am going to film it for sure on Sunday night, um, record and put it out. So I'm so excited. The Haunted Mansion. It's going to be a blast. And also, since it's Wednesday, I have my regular podcast coming out and it should just intro right into that. So a little two for one today. Thank you for giving me grace. It's been a crazy life, but I'm so grateful. Follow the podcast on social media or on Instagram only at Painfully Self Aware Podcast and engage there. Tell me what movies you want to see. You can, you know, rate the stories there to be a part of the official ranking. Leave me your thoughts and comments. So that's everything. Love you guys so much, and I will see you guys on Monday. Pinky swear. (laughs) Hold it against me if I don't. Okay, bye.